Hey, and welcome to Elate Nudity. I mean, that sounds already weird, doesn't it? I, I am uh... so much. <laughs> I'm Bo. And I'm Chris. <laughs> yeah, Kirsch. Sir. <laughs> Sir, I don't know why I said Chris. <laughs> I, I, I have no idea. I mean, it just didn't go to as planned as we expected, did it? <sighs> <laughs> so for the people um, listening. Who are obviously at this point very confused. Or they've just turned off because we couldn't get it right at the beginning. Yeah, either way. If you are still listening, um, at the end of the last Harry Potter podcast, which would be Chamber of Secrets, so if yeah. you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that and then listen to this. Um, we said we would anagram our names because in the end of Chamber of Secrets, Tom Marvolo, Marvolo Riddle came... I am Lord Voldemort. That's how his name twisted. So we thought it'd be a great idea to um, anagram our own names um, and instead we anagrammed as yet untitled, which is Elaine's nudity. Which I think is hilarious. Which um, I think we should just change the pod to, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, no. I will probably get a different audience. <laughs> well, more views, <laughs> listens. Yeah, it's views, isn't it? Basically, it's yeah. views. Yeah, I'm not going into that. Um, I'm going to start the whole likes thing again. Not again. And the uh, thumbs, thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to live that down. As long as this pod exists, I'm always going to be the guy that said, "Give us a thumbs up." Yeah. <laughs> Wild thoughts just entered my mind. Then go on. Then <laughs> now, Junior said, "Give us a thumbs up." <laughs> <laughs> Elaine's nudity wants you to give him a thumbs up. Well, that's, that's like you said, there's a whole other audience. Oh, well. Right. So, if you can see from the title, <laughs> we uh, we just finished watching... Um, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. I was about to, ch- about to say the Chamber of Azkaban for a second there. That's the, yeah, that's the one in, mid- in the middle. Yeah. This one and that one. Yeah. It's just Harry doing his washing during the <laughs> summer. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Why I said that? <laughs> Oh, this is a wonderful start already. Oh, so, we just finished watching it. Um, as you know by now, we we just talk about the film. We don't really give like a full synopsis. That's the one. Um, we just kind of preview what we like, what we didn't like, and moan about the stuff, to be honest. It doesn't make well, sense. I, I moan about more CGI stuff. You moan about CGI stuff. I, I generally look at plot holes and stuff. Yeah, so... Um, stuff. Yeah, and stuffs. Stuff, stuff, stuff. <laughs> so... If you've the first, if this is the first time that you've listened to us, why are you watch last time with this one? Go back to the beginning, please, and what give us a listen from the very beginning. Uh, and can you remember what the very first episode was? Wasn't it Zombieland? It was. It yeah. was Zombie. Wow, that was quite some time ago. Yeah, yeah. it was January twenty eighteen. <laughs> what year is this? <laughs> What's that from? Jumanji, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> so just after um, Alan Parrish comes out from the board game. We need to do Jumanji at some point. Yeah, but then we'd have to do the second one as well. And you're not exactly a fan of that, are you? I'll watch it for the pod. It's worth it. Yeah, so Zombieland, which is uh, January 25th, round about then. That was the very first pod. It was. And we did it in a very different style back then. Yep. Um, come to think of it, listening to it back is weird. We only had one mic as well, because the other one was on the way. And um, yeah, so people, this, normally this is how the pod starts. Um, That's and, mucking around. Yeah. And then uh, we try and get serious, and then we go back to how we just were. We could get Ron or Hermione. Yes. Serious. <laughs> just got that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. It took me a, it took me a second. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> right, so... Uh, you had to know that joke was coming. Yeah, yeah, do you know what? I, did, I really didn't think... Like, I was like, oh, we're going to get serious. And, like, I was like... Oh. And you're like, Ron or Hermione? And I was like... Oh. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then it clicks then on it, you. Triggered. Triggered? Triggered. That's the one. 
can't say triggered. You might trigger someone. Yeah, no. Um, right. So, is is like Chris said, if it's the first time you're listening, go back and listen to the Zombie Land. If you like, just want to do the Harry Potter series, that's fine then, too. Uh, yeah, then just listen from um, the uh, the Philosopher's Stone. Yes. Yep. Um, which was in two parts. Because um, it was a rather long one. <laughs> Yeah, which is odd because that's the shortest film. Yeah, but that was when we, we, we were we still doing it in the old-fashioned way. I believe so. Because then it would we would have been going through every single bit of the film yeah, rather yeah. than just relaxing into our current style. Yes. Um, yeah, which a lot of people were saying is better. Which is, we're very thankful for any yes. feedback. Yeah, or feedback, as I said once. Yeah, that's that's in yeah. the list. Feedback. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if uh, I said so, it's the first time you've listened. Um, and you just want to listen to Harry Potter ones, then fine. We've got other um, ideas coming up, and um, I don't really know what the next series will be yet. We'll probably do an announcement or something. Yeah. Um, however, if you have an idea for a series, then um, let us know on uh, on our Twitter. Uh, Chris, plug it. <laughs> I just want to see your reaction. Then. Thanks, thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's FRM underscore media. That's right. Yeah, so let's get on with the, uh, the, the pod itself. Yeah, we should. How did you enjoy the film? <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I start it and I was like, I'll look to you for questions. <laughs> I, I don't know how to do questions. I just, I make comments. <laughs> so, go on. So, you can reload that question. Reload. How, how, how did you enjoy the movie? <laughs> right. What do you think of the movie, Rob? Um, it's like the hair in my mouth. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> um, so, I thought it was good. Like, this is the one I've seen probably the least. Okay. Um, I, I don't know why. I, I as, as we said, like, I have a, a favourite later on in the series. Okay. Um, but yeah, this is definitely the one I enjoyed, like, to watch the least. But I, f I feel like I enjoyed a lot more. I've seen. I've only seen it three or four times. The first two, the Prisoner of, uh, sorry, the Chamber of Secrets and the Philosopher's Stone, always seemed. I know they're children, they're movies. But they seemed a little childish in comparison. Yep. This one is a bit more grown up and a bit, quite a bit more dark, uh, quite a bit darker than the other two. I feel like this is the turning point of it becoming a darker film. Yeah. Like, I feel like this one's needed for everything else to then become yeah. dark. Yeah. If it was, if this one was just light and happy as the other two, it wouldn't have. You can't just go straight from light to happy light and happy to dark you have mm -hmm. to have a middle ground which is what this movie is yeah yeah so it just they become darker um the lining of the, the stuff exactly like i think overall the whole film becomes darker the twist becomes it grows up because the character yeah. harry is growing up himself so he's maturing and he's seen himself in these darker situations and he's he can't be as happy-go-lucky as he was as a kid he's mm -hmm. had to grow up with this darkness yeah all right so that's what i feel about it what did you think of watching it I will admit, this movie was not my favourite of the Harry Potter franchise. Okay. Like with you, my favourite occurs later on. Mm -hmm. But as I said, it's it is Harry. It's almost like a coming of age for Harry. Yeah. He's learned more. He's learning a little bit more about his parents. He's pushing. How do I say? It? It's almost like he's pushing himself forward. Before he was this shy, reserved kid. Mm -hmm. I mean, the first year he's escaped from an abusive household. Yeah. He's learned his magical. And the second one, he's come back from the abusive household again. And he's been basically ostracised by the entire school because of his parcel tongue ability. Yeah. In this one, in this set, in this movie, 
He's not been ostracised by the school, but he hasn't been accepted. Hasn't been accepted by him. Yeah, I see what you mean. I also feel like he's cockier in this one, like teenager. I guess, but I feel like right at the beginning, um, when he blows up Aunt Margaret. By blows up, I mean like puffs her up. Marge. Marge. But yeah, so like he puffs her up rather than. Um, That's accidental magic. Rare, rare, it's rare after a child gets a wand to have accidental magic. Yeah. But magic is fueled in this case by emotion. Mm-hmm. And he knows the truth that his parents were good people who sacrificed their lives to save him. And she's, I'm going to have to say her line here because mm-hmm. it's got a swear word in it, but you can do with that. That's fine. If there's something wrong with the bitch, then there's something wrong with the pup. Yep. To hear that after knowing your mother gave her life to save you. I'm just, I just think she's lucky the kitchen knives weren't in reach. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But you see that kind, and then, as well, when he comes down the stairs with his luggage, um, he says, you um, Uncle Vernon says, you're not allowed to use magic outside of, Hog- outside of Hogwarts. Outside of school. Yeah, outside of school. And Harry says, you want to bet, basically, like, try me. If Vernon had gone to attack Harry, Harry would have defended himself with magic. Yeah. And given the Ministry of Magic's anti-muggle attitude, they probably would have accepted it. Yeah, I believe so. Because in the book, later on, you find out that uh, Aunt Marge was found all but in some stacks, and she was punctured. Uh, she was punctured, and her memory altered. So yeah. she had no idea that Harry ever did that to her. Yeah, because they say that after when Harry gets to leak a mm. Um What did you think of the night bus? So I liked it. Triple decker bus, completely crazy. I mean, the beds. Right, we get on the bus after. What, are we skipping past the dog. Uh, no, we'll mention that as it goes along. Okay, getting on the bus. There's no seats. No. On the night bus. Well, it's night as in K-N-I-G-H-T. Yeah. Like, uh, like a white knight coming yeah. to your rescue. In the daytime, there are seats, apparently. But on the nighttime, in the nighttime, there's just beds. Mm-hmm. And these beds aren't attached to the floor. They're sliding all over <laughs> the place. Roll. They've got wheels. I don't know. But with magic, it's probably not important. <laughs> yeah, true. Just wave your wand to get anything. <laughs> a big old deus ex machina there. <laughs> so... That wasn't a spell, by the way. Okay. <laughs> Just trying to curse someone out. <laughs> no, they, you know who you are. So, <laughs> so, so what did you think of the... Um, I wouldn't call it a cameo, because he's not him. But did you think the voice of Lenny Henry was, like, the perfect voice? For oh, the, for uh, that head, yeah. For that head. That little um, shrunken... Would you call, I'd say Jamaican, wouldn't you? The way the dreadlocks it, are supposed to be. It was Jamaican, yeah. Yeah. It, it just works. Yes, yeah. that voice works perfectly with that head. Yeah, yeah. Until you said it, I didn't even know it was him. Really? I did not know. I didn't even think. Now I've heard. Now I'm hearing it in my head. Yeah, it is him. But to me, it's just a voice. Because <laughs> remember, I read the books long before I saw the movies. So the voice that came from him, mm-hmm. that 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 character wasn't even in the books. Was he not? No, he's not mentioned. Oh, okay. So I, I think this is another thing as well. Um, as I'm currently reading through the books. I'm, Eventually, I'm, you'll get there. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm not great with reading. I'm good with reading. I'm just, <laughs> I just get like I'm, distracted. Yeah, I very. I so look. I ended up finishing the, um, the, the first one. Philosopher's, Philosopher's Stone. Stone. It's too bloody. Uh, the first one. <laughs> All right. No, I ended up finishing that, but as an audio book, to listen to it. So like a like a podcast. Yeah. So um, I was able to listen to that, and I was like, I was I was listening. Rather than trying to like trying to read it, because I feel like when I'm reading, I'm like, oh, if I'm reading, I could be editing something, or like, <laughs> I, do you know what I mean? I could, I could be yeah, making me, the graphics for the next pod. With me, I could sit there with a book in a chair or laying on the bed, and I could read for hours. 
See, I can't do it. I, I, I just, unless it's an autobiography, I can't, I just generally can't read that. I don't dive in. Like, for example, comic books. That's why I read comic books, because like two or three lines in like a, a speech bubble. Yeah. Like, I'm gripped enough to read it. After that, done. Okay. So, yeah. So, as I'm going through this one, I'll, obviously, I'm a little bit behind. I'm in the middle of Chamber of Secrets. Um. No, you already know what's going to happen. Exactly. But I feel like, so speaking of the books, I feel like listening or reading whatever and then watching these films. There's less in the movie than there is in the book. That's the first thing. Yeah. And the second thing, now when I think of Harry Potter, my thoughts are of Daniel Radcliffe as Harry Potter. But you're seeing Daniel Radcliffe in the books. And that's what annoys me because <laughs> I would like to see, for example, Hermione's got like buck teeth. Yeah, and, and but Watson doesn't. And doesn't. So I'm like, how would you picture, for example, Buckbeak without seeing the film? I know it's going to be hard because you've seen him now, but would you not envision him different? Well, no, because he's on the book. Is he? Hold, the, hold my shaft for a moment. Oh, I'm double shafting. Oh, oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. I'm a complete and damn liar. Is he not on the book? No. No. No way, it's on the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there he is. Is he on a book? I'll take my shaft back now. Hang on, you're in, you're in the light. Of course I'm in the light, I'm standing up. See, he looks different to me. He looks like... Well, yeah, the Buckbeak in the movie is CGI. This is... Card. Printed. It's more feathery than Buckbeak is. Yeah. And the horns, the, the, the ears are much like bigger. More, they're like horns. They're more, like, yeah, they're more like horns. No, right, fair enough. But you see what I mean? Like, little things like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ron's character... It's supposed to be uh, like with a larger nose. Yeah. And obviously Rupert Grint does not have that. I mean, they could have prosthetic it, but I feel like maybe it would have been a pain in the ass to... Yeah. But, yeah, all right. So we, instead of doing a comparison of what the book says to what... Yeah, let's just focus on the movie itself. On the film itself. Did you enjoy the CGI? Yeah, but it, to me it looks a little dated now. In a bad way or a good way? No, it's a... Almost, I know, would you call it nostalgia? Because it's not that long ago. I know it was a fair while ago, but it's not long enough to really consider nostalgia, is I know, it? I know what you mean. Um, you know, I'm going to say, yeah, in a more nostalgic way. It's, I enjoyed it in a more nostalgic way. Okay, that's fair enough. I. You didn't I, like I, it. I like parts. Which is you... the, where are the parts that you didn't like? So. Is this the face thing again? The what? The face when he's going quickly across. No, oh, no, no, no. I just don't. So right, basically right at the end, uh, when he's on the broomstick. Yeah, he um, they he flies off and they freeze frame it. I just don't like the for the people that do like graphic design and stuff. I don't like how they done it. So it's the back of him's distorted, but he's uh, like in a moving image. Yeah, like they could have done it, and then they could have done it so it was moved. So it looked like he was moving across, and then blurred him, like more of a motion blur. Okay, and his face is just normal. It just looks weird to me in in graphic. Okay, but that that was the only issue I don't like about that. But with the CGI itself, turning... So when I turned Peter Pettigrew from the rat into him, amazing. Like, I loved it because... Yeah. And then the fact that he carried on the characteristics were, were great. Yeah, the little twitching hands yeah. right near the face and everything. But when they turned Lupin into the wolf, I feel like they they lost it. Like, he just... They'd done the hands and it was like... You could see it was like... Um, that was like makeup and prosthetics yeah. and all that. But why didn't they make him more prosthetic -y. Like, do you know what I mean they, they could have just had him instead of growing him and putting prosthetics I mean look they've done that with Michael Jackson for Thriller 
and that didn't look okay. It looked dated. Looks dated now. Yeah, but back then. It, exactly. So I feel like they could have done that. They didn't have to make him CGI. I thought that was just a waste. I wasn't a fan of the way the werewolf looked anyway. It looked weird, doesn't it? Like you see, things I'm spot by Hollywood werewolves. You know, big like bodybuilder bodies, wolf head, really hairy. Yeah, but yeah. literally, it's fur. It's cut. The body's covered in fur. Not this. Standing on hind leg as well. Yeah, like a mutated rat, really. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's what I mean. Like, I don't know. I just feel like that was that was all right, I guess. It, it could have been done better. If they, The way they've done it was okay. Like, as you said, it's dated. Yeah. I just feel I just feel like they could have used more makeup rather than like CGI. Um, butt beak. That, and I was saying that it, the only thing I moaned about, about is because he looked... <laughs> it did look dead. Yeah, there's one point in the movie where you see him buck big from a distance, and the, the at that point it must have been just a puppet, seriously, because they wouldn't have bothered putting CGI in for that tiny thing. Yeah, and there's like they just left the puppet laying there with its head on the side. So it didn't even look the way it was laying. It didn't no, look natural. No, it didn't. It just looked odd. It looked like someone literally just put a puppet down and walked off. Yeah, but I tell you what, I, I did enjoy it though when um, Harry's on buck beak and he's flying. Yeah, and then he looks down and sees his reflection. Yeah, yeah, and in, in the water, and then um, Buckbeak uses his claw and then drags it. Yeah, that's an amazing shot. Yeah, that is really cool. So I did enjoy that, and I mean the fact that they would have had to have not have only CGI'd the water and then the bird, but have that and the ripple effect, Daniel Radcliffe's mirror reflection over the side. Like a lot of work would have I mean, gone into. He that. was literally on a green screen or something, wasn't yeah. he? Sitting on a like a figure, just looking down. Yeah, looking like oh wow, it's quite good acting then to. Make us believe he's seeing what he what we're seeing. Well, I guess I mean, the, I guess if you're doing it from an editing perspective, you only would have had one shot. For example, you would have had the shot of him looking over his shoulder, but that over the shoulder shot when he's looking in the water would be if you just turn the camera around this way would be the shot that he's looking up. Oh, so he's seeing the water that's being projected from behind. Kind of, yeah. So like, if I was to go like this, I mean, you can describe my face if you want, but. I don't think I want to. <laughs> so if I pull that face, you only need to see it once because you're going to be projecting that face over the shoulder. So the face here would then go down here. Okay. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, but I'm saying he was a good actor for trying to it's making us exactly, believe it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So um, I mean, I mean, that's on the camera side. But Daniel Radcliffe is a great actor. I feel like this one was more. I think he took more control of the role in uh, in, in, in any of the other two films. Well, in the other two, he was a, he was younger, so he was like relying on other people to direct him. Yeah. In this one, he's grown into his acting yeah, talent. Yeah, definitely that. Not, not saying he's taken over the director's position, but he's directing himself. Like, for example, it was his little himself. things. It was himself. himself. Yes. Yeah, himself. I said his self. Oh, I, right. I, went, I didn't like the way it sounded. His self, no. Himself. So, like, something that really pointed out to me, like, that uh, what stood out to me was, um, so Harry's talking to Lupin, and um, you know when you pointed out the uh, the candles, a skull, yeah, like, uh, uh, spine, spinal, yeah, right. And Harry's there, and he's putting his finger on the, the flame. Now, obviously, as director, you won't go put your finger on a flame for his health and safety. Yeah. But Daniel Radcliffe must have taken it upon himself to he's yeah. ex- experimenting and exploring and being inquisitive about it. Like, yeah, he's a, he's a kid in a he's a kid in a classroom. He's seen something interesting. He's examining it, and he's talking honestly and openly about his emotions at that time. So he needs to face away from the person he's talking to. To distract to it, he's keep, exactly. being so open. So, like the other day when I was um, when I was doing my writing and stuff, yeah. I was distracting myself, and I was playing around with books, and, and yeah. I was like, "It's the same thing that I do." Like he took a, mo- a proper human 
physique, you know, physique or what's the word, human um, characteristic. Yeah. And took that and put it into Harry's character. Yeah. And I was like, it impressed me. And I was like, oh, it's the little things. Because when you're being open and emotional like that, you can very rarely look at the person you're talking to. Yeah. You have to end up looking away. And that's what, precisely what he's doing with the candle. He was focused on the candle, talking about his memory. And he was running his fingers through the flame. Mm-hmm. And as you know, anyone who's done that with a candle knows it doesn't hurt if you do it quick enough. But if you keep it on for a long time. Yeah. But in saying that, Harry had his finger on it and he went, ouch. Like he'd already had burned himself. So like he acted on acting. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, all right. So I want to talk to you. Did you notice we didn't see Nearly Headless Nick in this one? Yeah, I didn't like that. I like Nearly Headless Nick. So is he in the book? Just out of curiosity. The third one. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm thinking of. It has been some time since I've read it. Yeah. I know he's in the second one, but then we find out he's petrified. Well, he yeah, he's petrified in the second one. I am honestly not sure. I won't have time okay. right now to go through the entire book as we're yeah. talking. But, yeah, so no, I was going to say, because I feel like this, I feel like maybe this one's the only one um, that he may not be in. I feel like he's in the others. Maybe not Deathly Hallows. Well, yeah, because Deathly Hallows are not it's really more, It's more outside, yeah. Um... Oh, and there was a few things that I feel like it did lack. Okay. For example, there wasn't. I wanted a bit more Quidditch. Yeah, yeah. Now I've got. I've got to mention this. I told uh-huh. you before. At the end, Harry receives a broom, as you've mentioned. Yes. In the book, that occurs halfway through because mm-hmm. it gets delivered, and it's no one knows who it's from. Yeah. And Harry thinks he's brilliant because his broom has recently been destroyed by the Wampin Willow. It has, yeah. And this is um, what they don't show. There was a, a temporary split in the Golden Trio, as it's referred to in the book, which is Ron, Hermione, and Harry. When Hermione, acting quite sensibly, really, tells McGonagall about this and hands her the broom, mm-hmm. or doesn't hand it, hand it to her, he, Hermione tells McGonagall, and McGonagall comes and takes it. Yeah. Which leaves Hermione a little bit ostracised within the Gryffindor house, because their seeker, their their seeker has no broom at this point, and yeah. he'd just been handed the firebolt, which is the fastest broom in the planet, on the planet. And so everyone, not everyone, but like Pete, a lot of people reject, are very angry with her about that. And I pref- that would have been a good point to have in that movie because it shows like Hermione can make this level of mistake as well. Because in this in this movie, she seems to be like the one who takes control. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got to do this. Now we've got to do this. Now let's do this. Mm-hmm. When with that scene, it would have shown she can make mistakes. Yeah. Um, I think it would have been a different play on it. Oh. I-, I feel like I would have liked to have seen that that happen. That that style will happen, uh, or that version even happen. But I feel like the way because the way it ends with Sirius on Buckbeak flying off, it does make a bit of sense to have it. It was like yeah. Sirius then bought it for Harry kind of thing, um, which I feel like gives Harry a happy ending kind of thing. Because not like he doesn't have them, because he has he kind of has one at the the first one. He's not going home, not really. Yeah. The second one, he goes home. <laughs> I feel like something said. I don't remember. Um, I feel like something said, um, but this one is like he's generally happy. Like he's been gifted something. He's got a direct link with uh, with a with a parent figure he can look up to, yeah. rather than the Dursleys who treat him like a house elf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you think of? Um, so hang on. So the time travel. That was another thing I was going to say to you. So we were discussing, kind of discussing it throughout the film. Yeah. We got into a little bit of temporal mechanics, which no, caused it, my eyes to cross. Obviously, so people that have seen the film. She has a, what's the actual thing called? Is it it's Turner? Just, oh, it's a time turner, time yeah. Time turner, yeah. So basically, she gets told to spin that back three turns, which is three hours. Yeah. So I said to Chris, 
why didn't they go back a certain time? And he was like, basically, because of what was going on in... Dumbledore wanted, Dumbledore said, maybe more than one innocent life can be saved. Which is Buckbeak. Buckbeak and Sirius are the two innocent lives. But then it got me thinking, they were there in the first place, so Buckbeak was already going to be saved. Or was he not? <laughs> I think they were there in the first place because they come back from the future, which means the present for us later on in the movie. Right. So the present of their future self. Yes. The I believe that's right. It's the future self has come back to what would right right. When Buckbeak is a looks like he's going to be killed the first time round. Yeah. Their future selves come back to our present to alter events. Mm -hmm. But when later on, when the future is the present, they yeah. still go back to the past, which is the present at that point. Yeah. All right, I, I know what you mean, but the only reason I think I've just given someone an aneurysm. Probably <laughs> yeah, me. The only reason, the way I looked at it was if. So if they're uh, already there, they wouldn't have needed to save Buckbeak because he was already going to be saved. Exactly. So <laughs> who would to be the second life to save? Sirius. No, but if Buckbeak was already being saved, Sirius would be one life. So where would be the second life? I don't know. So I thought the second life would be Peter Pettigrew, thinking he was not innocent. That, no, no, but I'm saying at that point. Yeah. So I was like, hang on, how would that? And then we spoke about, it and I was like, right. So it's got to be Buckbeak. So Buckbeak must have died in the first time. So the first time you see the axe come down, he must have died. Yeah, but then. The reason they left the cabin in the first place is because the future Hermione from further down the timeline threw a stone at the back of her um threw uh, a stone. Harry's head. Yeah, but that's the second stone. The first stone destroyed the pot. That's right, yeah. So th if they had if their future selves had come back in the first place, then they those future selves would already save Buckbeak. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I was like what's going on? This is like a continual circle. So do you think when the f sp uh, the what is it? When the, f the stone got thrown at Harry? Yeah. When he was watching it happen, do you think he felt the pain? And the only reason I asked is because he said, oh, he that said really hurt. I think it's just like a, a reflex. You like you see a video of yourself breaking a leg. No. You might get a twinge. And yeah. It's not really a twinge. It's like a, a memory lapse, a memory yeah, yeah. flicker. It's like a weird muscle memory, isn't it? It's yeah, like, a bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like anyone who's ever seen a video of a man getting kicked in the privates. Yeah. That, it's like, oh, you yeah. think, oh, it's like you're not actually feeling the pain yourself, but you... You know the pain. No, unfortunately, I do, yeah. But... I don't know, so that really confused me. Like, obviously, I understood it. I'm going to get you a book on temporal mechanics. But then we were talking. It's easier to go back in time because time has existed. But if does time exist in the future? And then, and then we all got confused. Well, they, <laughs> in this, they actually proved the future exists because at the first time we were watching them in the That's cabin, a good point. they came back from the future. So the future had already happened. Yeah. So for the future, that is their present. So, so if someone comes back to us now... They're coming back to our present and their past. But us going f forward would cause issues, I'd imagine. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cause they, they, so <laughs> in their present time, their future is already happening. Yeah. So they're coming back through time to the past. But then in their future, it, it then becomes their past. Right? So present, they've got your present running, then they've got their future selves behind. Yeah, running behind them. When they throw the stone, yeah? Oh, right, we're back on that. Okay, yeah. Okay. yeah. So, Buck, with Buckbeak, right? So, they've got their present there already in the hut. They throw the stone, which is their present, their and future. Then, and then their current present selves leave. Their present selves leave. The future selves arrive to help to save Buckbeak. Yeah. So, during their present time, their future selves have already done everything they were supposed to do because Harry saves himself. Yes. <laughs> I believe so. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting a headache. <laughs> that's right isn't it yeah I think so yeah. yes see I, I have no idea so for people that are listening are like what is going on 
what watch the film if you haven't seen it i'm actually a little understand. bit dizzy but, it's just, <laughs> but do you know i mean when you look at it that way it's like um, what like really is, is that what's I, I think we're maybe we're thinking a little too deeply into well, this i need to <laughs> And you're the one that normally moans about plot holes. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't going to go into full-blown temporal mechanics and paradox theories and everything. That would have, there are limitations to my obsessive-compulsive no disorder. So, <laughs> right. so what did you think of... Because you didn't like... Um, another thing you didn't like was the way Malfoy was in this one. What was it you didn't like about him? Because I, I, I liked him In fact, he was even, even worse than usual. You would have thought... I know he's got a Death Eater for our father and he's been raised with the, the pure blood doctrine, like... Muggleborns are scum and half yeah. bloods are lesser beings. But it was just, he didn't have any of the fire of the first two movies. This was like weedy version of Malfoy. I do know what you mean. Like, he wasn't, and I feel like he wasn't in it as much as well. No, yeah, it's just, and even, right, you've got to love the fact that Hermione punched him. That was great. And then we get to see it again. Yeah. From a different angle. But as he runs past, I don't want to get into the future stuff again, but when the future, future Harry and Hermione are standing there, he runs past and wait till I tell my father. I don't think he ever told his father he got punched by a girl mudblood. Yeah, I apologise for using that word. I know it's not a nice word. Well, let's not get into that. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't um, think there's anything wrong with the word mudblood. It's an offensive term. Yeah, it's mudbloods. What are you then? <laughs> half. <laughs> half normal, half not. <laughs> So, so who's the magical, your mum or your dad? I can't die that situation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am muggle-born. I am a mudblood and proud of it. And a Ravenclaw? Yep. Uh, and I mean Ivan Mori, which is uh, the American one. So you, didn't, so you didn't like Malfoy. I felt like he'd become a different character in this one. It was, like you said, it was more weaselly. Um, I don't know, it became like he acted... His acting was better. For what he'd done. But, but he was a weaselly little bully yeah, rather than like he being the threat that he has been before. Yeah, which annoyed me a lot. But then at the same time, I liked Malfoy because of he brought the the more cockiness out of Harry. Yeah. So I feel like it had to happen. Harry got a little bit of an, not an ego boost, but an extra bit of confidence wearing the invisibility cloak, didn't he? Yep. Because, which, oh, I'm sorry, I've got to say, a plot hole for me. Yeah, here we go. What the hell is up with the invisibility cloak? It is a cloak which goes over you and makes you invisible. You can see through it from your side, but it looks like you're looking through lace or something, correct? Mm -hmm. We saw that in the first movie. And the second one, sorry. And you see the, kind of see the lace when Hermione pulls you off. Yes. In this one. Well, clearly, if you're grabbing something whilst you're undercover, the bit of the cover that's covering your hand will cover up what you're grabbing. Yeah. Therefore, rendering what you're holding invisible as well. Yeah, or at least, for example, if you're holding a lolly stick like he does, one part of the lolly stick would be invisible. Precisely my point. But he grabbed Malfoy's legs and dragged him towards the Shrieking Shack. Mm -hmm. But there was nothing invisible on Malfoy's legs. It's not like his feet vanished for a moment. Yeah, no, I agree. And do you notice there was no footprints around them? When yeah. he's doing he's doing all this, no yeah. footprints appeared. That's a good point, but his footprints appear. Afterwards, yeah. And before, when uh, the Weasley twins grab him and give him the uh, orders map. Yeah, they drag him backwards, and you see the the lines in the snow, which you pointed out. Which, yeah, yeah, which I liked, like the continuity of that. But like I said, later on, when he's dragging him towards the shrieking track, mm -hmm. there's not. A certain, if I was you, if I was pulling you along, you'd hear you'd hear like a shuffling. Yeah, because you know you wouldn't know exactly what's behind you. You have to be careful. And it's on snow, so it crumbles more as well. Yeah, and you'd nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't annoy me. I feel that's more like um. It's one of them 
that they could have added on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. But I, I know exactly what you mean. A little tired there. I'm chatted. Again, this is like another late late recording. Well, yes, but that was your choice. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, right, so the whole serious thing. So we find out that he's escaped as a command. Yep. Um, we do find out, basically, that he's the dog. He's an animagus. <clears throat> and they believe he's after Harry. Yes. Now, what confuses me, I, even though I've seen it, someone Lupin knew the, the truth, right? Only after Harry pointed out that he had seen Peter Pettigrew on the map. Before that, he never knew. So if he knew, if Lupin then knew, why didn't he say something to Dumbledore? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? If, if it comes from a, a teacher, because Dumbledore says, I don't think the voice of free students or teenage students, whoever it is, is going to be enough to uh, yeah. persuade them. But they, uh, the ministry wouldn't have believed Lupin anyway. He's a werewolf. He's a second-class citizen. Mm-hmm. He's not allowed to get a proper job. He's not allowed to look after kids. Yeah. That's like one of their anti-werewolf laws. Yeah, yeah. So basically, they're, re- they're forced to be like almost like criminals. But can't he take potions for it? The wolfsbane potion, yes. But all that does is render him docile. It doesn't change the fact that he's a werewolf. And they, the, the Ministry of Magic is bigoted. You, everyone knows this. Mm-hmm. It's always been that way. Yeah, yeah. Because no, I was going to say, if he continues to say wolfsbane, he wouldn't, obviously that wouldn't change him, would it? No, he'd still be infectious. He'd still be dead. One, one slip, one yeah. like him getting out, it's, all it does is make him like, more like a docile wolf. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change his form. He's still a well, werewolf. Yeah, but it, it doesn't change. No, he does change. He does change. He, he turns into the werewolf, but it makes it makes him his animal karma. So he can okay. just curl up in, in front of, on a rug somewhere, and he's, he's fine for the evening. Ah, oh, okay, that's fair enough. I mean, that's why Sirius, James, and Pettigrew became animagi in the first place, or so to, s- to spend time with him while he was transformed. Because yeah. werewolves don't attack anyone but humans. Mm-hmm. So with them in animal form, they could walk around with him. Okay, that makes sense. And that's the case. Why did Sirius go after Pettigrew when he was a rat? <clears throat> Do you mean cause... because he's the animagus, wasn't he? Yeah, they're both animagi, but oh no, sorry, no, the wolf, isn't it? The wolf won't attack. Yeah, the wolf Anim- won't attack animagi. Oh, I'm with you. Yeah, I thought you meant an- all animagus won't attack another. And I was like, no, 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 they, no. animagi was werewolves are different. Werewolves, uh, both for intents and purposes, mindless beasts. Yeah, animagi have the animal conscience, uh, the animal instincts but the human mind controlling it mm-hmm. I'm with you now we see a lot more lessons as well in this one I feel like the school aspect is shown more than it was yeah, in previous more, ones and it's more um, hands on it's not behind a desk no so yeah, that's the Bogart lesson you're thinking of yeah now. yeah so I, I think the only lesson that's behind a desk is with Snape and he tells them to go to page 394 but other it, than that do you know the reason he does that in the book no it's to try to force pe- to try- trick people into realising that Lupin's a werewolf he did it deliberately to try to get Lupin sacked. Oh, really? Yeah. Because Lupin was part of the group known as the Marauders. Mm-hmm. And um, James once saved Snape's life because uh, Sirius tricked him into going to look, tri- tricked Snape into going to, into the tunnel to look for Lupin. Yeah. Well, he, almost, if he'd reached the end of the tunnel, he would have came face to face with a werewolf, a shrieking shack. You know what they say? It's the most haunted building in Britain. Yeah. When Lupin was a student, that's where Dumbledore took him so he could transform. Ah. Oh, okay. That's all the howls, the screams, the cries that people heard. 
That was the werewolf running around inside hurting himself, banging, crashing. Oh, okay. But yeah, so the bogger, that makes sense. Before we go on to the bogger, the only thing that annoys me is they keep saying, they said in Britain, right? Yeah. Now, I have a different perspective of where Hogwarts is, for some reason. It's in Scotland. No, but I'm saying, they go through nine and three quarters, right? Yeah. So this is what we're talking about. Oh, okay, this, yeah. I don't, it annoys me, because they go through nine and three quarters at King's Cross, right? Yeah. To get on a train to take them to Scotland. Yes. Right? You can do trains to take you to Scotland anyway. So why are you going through nine and three quarters? Surely, if you're going to nine, through nine and three quarters, that becomes a magical realm. You're somewhere else. <coughs> well, oh, excuse me. Well, the reason I think they do it through nine and three quarters, instead of using muggle transport, it'd be hundreds of people uh, with owls, cats, and yeah. toads uh, with with weird luggage traveling on muggle trains and a lot of the purebloods would never travel on a muggle train right okay i mean it's tradition for them to get on the um the hogwarts express to go up there mm-hmm. i think it's on pottermore i read at one point there was there was a family who lived in hogsmeade their child got a, a flu to the station all the way in london just to get on the train to go up to the castle even though they lived in Hogsmeade, which is the the village right next oh, wow. to Hogs, Hogwarts, is there only one entrance to the to get onto the Hogwarts Express? Then, Nine yeah, because in the second movie, Dobby seals that entrance, yeah, and yeah. there's no other way to get in there. Muggleborn, obviously, you go through that way. Yeah. So purebloods will have to go on to, into Muggle. They'll have to go. F- they will avoid you speaking with Muggles. They'll look down on them. But they'd go through anyway. They'd, they'd go as quickly as they could. You'd think. But ah, uh, you know what it could be. On the platform itself, where the nine three quarters is, they could apparate there, which mm-hmm. is the which is the wizard teleportation. Yeah, they could apparate or side and side along apparate the children with the luggage, because that would be probably be more, be more acceptable to them rather than uh, associating with scum. Yeah, I know what you mean. All right, yeah, it clears up. It's only because I felt like when they go through that, they're going through a magic into another magic. Like for example, Leaky Cauldron. They're then going to. Yes, thank you. I'm sorry. Yes, thank you. Should have thought um, that should have come up. The second movie. Mm-hmm. Well, if there's no way into the, in, there's no way into the, um, if it was a magical realm they're travelling through, how do they catch up with the car? Exactly. Yeah. I just, I, that's just popped into my head yeah. as well. So. But do you see what I mean? Like, I yeah. feel like there's a flaw there. They should have done it. So the minute you go through there, you're now in a magical area, and then that's why you've got like the train there, and you can do all this stuff and the flying car. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. Like, I just, I feel like that's the only thing that it should have been stepping through that gap takes you somewhere else you got to think as well in the first one Harry the, um, Hagrid never told him how to get on the ruddy station yeah so he's standing there and I think that, mo- that that meeting with the Weasleys was set up by Dumbledore yep I believe so because they're a nice enough family but Mo- Molly does seem to be a bit over the top I feel yeah but then saying that Molly's over the top in this one because when Harry's in the leaky cauldron she sees Harry and she goes have you got your books have you got everything? And he says, yes. And he goes, have you got your clothes? And she's making sure he's got everything. So I feel like that's just Molly. Well, yeah, she's had several kids. She's two elder brothers, uh, plus the twins. That's four, plus Percy, five, plus his sister, six. So there's seven of them. Yeah. And so I feel like that's just Molly. Yeah, she's been mother- motherly, but it's not her son. You wouldn't just latch on to a child, even if he's one of your son's friends, and start asking him all these questions. Yeah. I don't uh, know. I, but like I said, I do think the, meet, the first meeting 
which could have done with it. Right. You had Molly walking through the station and quite the large, quite loudly talking talk about nine, the nine and three quarters is this way. Yeah, and talking about muggles out loud. Yeah. That's a that's a violation of the statute of secrecy. She yeah, could be put yeah. in Azkaban for that. So I think the only reason she would have done it is because Dumbledore said, "Keep an eye on cases there, and get him to know your family because they're they're the, they're a light pure blood family." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree. Um, so speaking of the uh, the, the boggart, yeah, we've gone back to the boggart now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the boggart. So I was only, the only reason I said it was because uh, we were talking about what the our realm and that. Yeah. So the boggart, what would be your fear, and, and what would you ch- ridiculous into? Well, everyone knows I have two main main issues. One is spiders. Yeah. Which, as long as they're not near me, that's fine. Right. And the other is puppets. Would more, it... more like ventrilo- You know the old-fashioned ventriloquist yeah. puppets. They so terrifying. I was going to say, would it be the one that you saw with um, on, on stage? Yeah. The one that you saw on stage. Oh, years ago, yeah, all that time back. Yeah. Um, would oh. it be? Would it look like that, or more Chucky-like? I think it'd be a cross between the two. Probably the chattering mouth and the eyes with the red hair. Oh god! Even the even thought red that eyes. Yeah, just sped up a tiny bit. Then it's like oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it's me running through a wall. <laughs> no, yeah, but what would I do to make it funny? So how would you ridiculous a spider? Would you do Ron's technique and give it skates? No, I'd make its legs disappear. Okay, and I'd give it like a dog face. <laughs> okay, <laughs> see, laughter finishes off a bogger. Yeah, that's cool. Just a laugh. And with a doll, I'd make it look like a baby doll. Like a, like a little girl's doll. Yeah. Like a dummy in the mouth, nappy, wearing a pink hood, that kind of thing. Because it's just stupid to go from saying horrifically terrifying to, to something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. What yeah. about you? If you're uh, making me talk about my fears, it's only fair you have to do yours. So, I don't know, like... Oh, no, I'm, I'm not letting I'm you get thinking, away with that. I'm thinking, like, my fears are not, they're like, um, I'm not scared of, like, Spiders Your fears are more existential rather than physical. Like, I've, I'm more feared of, for example, afraid. I'm more afraid of like, how I would die, rather than dying, kind of thing. Maybe the bug would be you being crushed to death by a large rock or something. Do you see, do you see something. what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of. So you're not afraid of snakes or anything? No, not. I like snakes. Not snakes and spiders. <laughs> um. I know, I know it sounds ridiculous and it won't happen, but I always have a fear of, um, like, I don't, I don't know, it's not like an alien, but I, so it's, the easy way to explain it is, like, imagine alienish, like yeah. long fingers and that, but it's just basically like a dementor, but just being on me kind of thing, but it's like alienish and it's like, I get taken. Like, I don't want that theory, I can't remember where that come from, but I watched something and I've had that fear since <laughs> I was like, I've got a DVD over there called the fourth, in, the fourth kind, or the yeah. fourth encounter, or something. And it is some of the, the footage they use in there. Even now, I, I've watched it once. It stayed yeah. in the pile. I haven't watched it since. But, I can't bring myself to I watch mean, it. I can't remember what it was. A really early memory, and it was something like that, and that stayed with me. So that, that will probably be the fear. Well, see, it'd be a, a, that like creature. A, like a, that. It's like a creature that like hovers, and it's like got draggy arms and. Okay. Kind so what, of how would you make it funny? Maybe it's something it's got to make yeah, you laugh. Yeah. I don't know. I'll probably t- I'll turn it into a clown or something. Okay, we're going for less terrifying, not more terrifying. I find clowns funny. Like They're okay, but the one that in the movie that popped up, the clown on the spring box, <laughs> that was not funny. 
How did that not look? What's what's worse, a snake or this horrid pop in the jack cl- pop in the box jack in the box clown thing? That's got creepy hands leaning over, you know, demented smile. Oh, it's vile. I don't know. Like I don't know. I'm just trying to think. Um, Make it pink and giggly. Something like that, or like turn it into like the uh, like slime from Ghostbusters or something. Yeah, that would work. Like, do you know what I mean? Just something like ridiculous, as it is. Ridiculous. Like that. Yes. Um, Completely ridiculous. So if you could turn. So Neville turns Snape in, <laughs> into a uh, Snape in his nan's clothes. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> what would I turn Snape into? No, so I want to know if there's someone. I know it doesn't work the same, but if there was okay, someone if, that if you a, didn't like, if a person was my bogger, yeah. who would they be and how would I turn them funny? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Who do I not like? Don't well, there are it, many people. Just think this airs. So um, yes, yeah, so, um, well. I'll, I'll blank names. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's... <laughs> no, I'll, I'm trying to think. Is well, how, any... how would you just turn someone ridiculous? Oh, I'd put, I'd put them in neon pink cycling shorts or something. Yeah. Like, something complete. Like, wearing like... Lycra. <laughs> yes. Like wearing... Um... Spandex. <laughs> Full spandex. <laughs> What's his name? The, the singer that does... The, in, in 60, has really overly large glasses. Elton John. That's the one. Wearing those <laughs> flashy glasses or something. <laughs> See, making you laugh is that's what you'd have to do with it, Boggart. What about you? How would you make a person? I'd turn them in, uh, I don't know, but I'd, I'm making them probably more like wacky. For example, I don't know, said but a person, for example, I'd make them more of a character that I find funny. So, okay. for example, turn to like Sherman Clump from like the Nine Professors. I'd probably end up turning someone to Crichton or something. Yeah. <laughs> Start doing your washing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, head shaped like a novelty condom. Yes. <laughs> that was a little uh, reference for anyone who gets it. <laughs> if you get that reference, please let us know. I'd be yeah, very happy. Yeah. I'd be happy to hear if someone got that reference. Yeah. What would your Patronus be? Because I know you've done the Pottermore thing. Yes, I have my Pottermore Patronus, and it is a yep. hyena. <laughs> so, okay. I always think when I think of hyenas, I think of Lion King with the um, the giggling hyena. Yeah, that's what I like. I like with the Fossa. Do it again. <laughs> <laughs> that fit. <laughs> that yeah, yeah. What the hell was that? I wasn't it right. <laughs> I'm afraid I've given Robert. You shocked yourself when you've done that. <laughs> it just didn't look. It didn't sound right in my head then. My Patronus is a hyena. I like that. Expecto Patronum. But I'd like. There's no. There's nothing on this website to tell you what your uh, your animagus would be. What do you think yours would be? Well, like I said to you, I'd, I'd imagine it'd be like a hyena as well, or a bird of some description. Mm-hmm. But no, me, I'd get a common garden snail. <laughs> the most useless bloody thing. You could slime people, I guess. Yeah. After three hours of me trying to reach them. <laughs> yeah. Should I speak about my wand? Yeah, go on. Tell me your wand. Uh, I'm on Pottermore as well right now. Uh, my wand is cedarwood with a unicorn hair core. 11 and 1 quarter inches in length and surprisingly swishy and bend- uh, flexible. <laughs> swishy and bendy. Yeah. Well, if you look, look at the picture of mine, it's got a distinct curve to it. Oh, it does. Yeah. It looks like a finger. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Bellatrix's one, though. Yeah. Oh, that is what, uh, you know, when they put on the website what Garrick Ollivander would say about the wand. Whenever I meet one who carries a cedar wand, I find strength of character and the unusual loyalty. I like that. Oh, my Patronus is a cat. Oh, just a common house cat. Yeah. That's not so bad. Hermione's was a cat, wasn't it? 
A brilliant person, you have a sarcastic flair to you, yet you enjoy a quiet life. You believe strongly in equality and discourage special treatment, which makes you morally good and trustworthy. Well, we can't always be correct, I suppose. <laughs> I have a sarcastic flair. Really? Kinda. <laughs> where, where did... Was that about your Patronus? Yeah. Okay, where did it tell you about that? Because mine just says what my Patronus is. I don't know, I clicked on another link, and then it sent me to um, things about Patronus, and now I can't get off it. My Patronus. I like my Patronus. No idea. Anyway. Yeah, so your Patronus is a, a hyena. Yep. Okay. Do you agree with it? Well, yeah. Yeah? I'm a free-spirited individual. That's fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Hyena's got, like, long legs, though. Are you saying I'm stumpy? No, I'm saying that I thought the hyenas had long legs. I feel like I might be thinking of the wrong bird, you know? Hyenas are dog-like no, creatures. Hang on, hang on. You used to call hyena a bird? And they're a bird from Lion King. They look like birds. Hyenas are like dog... Hang on, hang on. What the hell? Bird? I'm thinking of a completely wrong... It's a thing called a hyena bird. Well, mine is not the hyena bird. Mine's a hyena. Hang on. What the fuck is that thing? <laughs> look like someone tried to bring a feather duster to life. <laughs> it's a hyena bird. But hang on, I'm just looking up. Yeah, I know what you're on about. They look like... They're spotted, aren't they? Yeah. You can get spotted hyenas, yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was like... Long legs. That's what I was saying. I was thinking about the bird. <laughs> So, oh, right, I'm with you, I'm with you. Um, are, so are you a Lion King hyena, or are you a normal... I'm just a hyena. I'm not a, I'm not an evil creature. <laughs> you know, hyenas are closely, more closely related to cats than they are dogs. But no, I'm not an evil hyena. I am a good hyena. Or well, more precisely, my Patronus is. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Patronus, Harry saves himself. Yes. I'm not getting into this again. Thank God for that. <laughs> right, and his hyena's a stag. Yes. What was his dad's? His dad's... Didn't, I don't know about his dad's Padronus, mm -hmm. but his dad's Animagus form was a stag. Right, okay. That's why he's called Prongs for the horns. Yeah. Is that why Harry thought his dad saved him then? No, he just saw someone that he thought looked like his dad. Ah, okay. So he just assumed that he was his dad. Yeah. Because he's always, he's always being told he looks a lot like his father. Yeah. And remember, Harry's practically almost had his soul sucked out at this point. Mm -hmm. So he's not only delirious from the potential blood loss from earlier. Yep. Yeah. Potential blood loss? The actual, the blood the loss, from, blood earlier. loss from earlier. Yeah. And now he's severe damage to his body due to the, uh, the dementors. Mm -hmm. he, you can, as he's, as he's seeing what he thinks he's dead, he's on the, he's blacking out as he's going. Yeah. He's, he's collapsing. So he's seeing someone who looks like him. So in his mind, he's thinking, it's my dad. Yeah, no, 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 I see that. I said this to you while I was watching it. When Harry does the Patronus um, charm, the, the future Harry, so the yeah. Harry that saves Harry, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, he does it, and he's a lot stronger than the first past Harry. Yeah. Right? So what is what do you think Future's Harry's uh, memory was? I don't think in this case it was my memory. I think it's just a positive emotion, him wanting to protect Sirius, because Sirius represents freedom from the Dursleys, basically a chance to have a, a family. To be loved. Yeah. That yeah. Is only, people don't seem to realise this. Harry is an abuse victim. Yeah. For 11 years, he was forced to basically live in a cupboard under the stairs. Yep, I agree, yeah. It's just messed up. So you think that can maybe the happy memory, As the a, memory of some of family and then that feeling? Yeah. Could be... It's more the feeling. I don't think you naturally need happy memory to make the Patronus work. Do you not think... It's, it's more the emotion you're feeling, because you're, you're projecting that emotion through your wand. No, I'm with you. That, makes, that does make sense. At the end, basically, Sirius flies off. Yep, on Buckbeak. He does. Um, does Buckbeak come back? Or is that the end of him? No, you 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 hear you spit you in the books he appears again. Mm -hmm. I think in the in later movies he appears again. I'm trying to think. I can't think. I think he does appear once once more. Mm -hmm. 
We spoke about the film. I mean, do you feel like we've covered everything? Is there something missing? We've probably missed... I haven't covered a couple of bits yeah, and pieces, yeah. but we've covered m- the majority of it. Any plot holes or... No, at this point, I think like we've covered everything. Yeah? Oh, the only other thing that you mentioned was um, they had 12 seconds to get from downstairs up to the back end of the corridor. And... Yeah, that's at least three flights of stairs. Yeah. And they had 12 seconds. It wasn't even 12 seconds because she started... It had at least two or three dongs before Hermione realised what was going on. Yes, I know, I said dongs. <laughs> it was the dong of the bell. Dong, dong. Yeah, I'm with you. Not the terminology for a body part that's sometimes called a dong. But yes, they had, let, well, let's say eight. Yeah. Eight. So they had eight dongs. Eight or nine dongs. And they had to go up three flights of stairs and down a corridor. Yeah. I don't think they wouldn't have made it. No, I don't think so. And what happened if they didn't make it? Nothing. Because Dumbledore, says, Dumbledore, when he first gave it, you know, told them to go and save them, save the lives, said, I think it's best if you back before the end of this dong. <laughs> before... <laughs> Before the end of this chime, whatever he says. Yes, I use the word dong. I'm not referring to it as that. Uh, Rob at this moment looks as though he's crying. But when they get back, there's there's no reason for them to have needed to run. Nothing no. happened. Nothing bad ha- seems to happen. Ron gets confused. That's about it. Ron's always confused. Exactly. There's no, there's no big thing. No big dongs. No, no, no big dongs. <laughs> uh, my final question... Would be if you had the map, where would you go? I don't understand the question. So, so you had a map in Hogwarts. Okay, it's in Hogwarts. Right. Okay. You can go anywhere. Yeah. Where would you go? Things are off bands, remember? Yeah, no. Probably go to down uh, two places: the restricted section. Yep. And the Chamber of Secrets. Mainly because that snake has still got to be down there, and if you harvest its body parts, you can sell them for a lot of money. Okay. Well, the, the basilisk venom is very rare. Yeah. It's a poison which only has one antidote, phoenix tears, which is even rarer. Mm-hmm. So you, I'd, I would have been Harry, kept a load of darts, dip them in the poison, every time death here, <laughs> drop, drop dead before <laughs> yeah, they... I guess so. What? I, have no, I see what you're saying. I have no problem killing off people that are going to kill me. But Dementors people, they're things. I was talk- Did I say Dementors? I thought yeah. I said Death Eaters. No, you said Dementors. Oh, I meant Death Eaters. <laughs> Right, they've willingly sold their souls to Voldemort. If they're going to die, I'm going to be the one to kill them. Yeah. I've got no problem with that. Fair enough. All right, so you go restricted section as well. And, yeah, restricted what section. What for? It's restricted. There's bound to be some juicy books in there. There's there's uh, Magic Most Vile in there, which talks about how Horcruxes are made. Oh, wow. There's uh, Potion. I think it's Potions Most Terrible or something like that, mm-hmm. that talks about Polyjuice Potion. Yeah. I would, if it was me. <laughs> Put a whoopee cushion on Dumbledore's chair. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. I'd probably like use it probably to get out of the, the uh, Hogwarts. So like, you know when you can get uh, down to where the shops are. Link. The secret passages. Yeah. I'd probably use them as a way of like, let's go down here. Like, let's go and explore here or something like that. So I'd use it more of an exploring map than anything else. Okay. So so my idea to get money and more knowledge. And mine would be to be are, adventurous. What house were you in? Slytherin. That's, that's, that's a Gryffindor trait. Going off without thinking and going and have an adventure. My, my one for making money and getting more knowledge is definitely more slithering than yours. Well, you know, I'm, a, I'm nice. Not, well, not every witch and wizard that goes to slithering is bad. Yes, but they're cunning. That's why the reason they're in there. You're walking off for an adventure. is not cunning. Well, it could be. I've got a map. Wait, you're, <laughs> half, you're a half-blood in slithering. You're what new on you are not well-liked in there. Oh, well. 
Screw them. Well, um, <laughs> me being a muggle born in Ravenclaw isn't an issue. They don't mind that. Bloody hell. Get to 11. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, has you got to cover anything else? No. No. All right, so, before we get on to the rating, uh, there's always a way that you can... Um, do two things. One, hit the subscribe button. Um, if you're listening to us on anything else, if there is a like button, give it a like. Or do what Chris says. You can always give us a... <laughs> yes, yeah, so give us a thumbs up. Uh, yep, or five stars. Either way works yeah. for us. <laughs> or, or five thumbs up. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> Back to that again. <laughs> Back to the nudity. <laughs> what, what's the... I don't know. I've lost it. I've lost my nudity. Well, I'm thankful for that. You're in my bedroom. That's a whole other podcast again. again. Yeah, so um, if there is films that you want us to watch or there's a series, um, we've got a mini-series going on at the moment, so we've got Harry Potter, we've got a scary movie. Um, at least let us know if you want us to do, after three, if you want us to do four, five, I think, is there six or five? Or Harry Potter ones? Uh, no, scary movie. I know five, I don't know if yeah, there's a six one. Yeah, so let us know if you want to do four and five. Um, personally, I don't want to. I have no real interest in doing the last two. Yeah, so I like the three that are done by the Wayans. If you want us to do the other two, um, give us a tweet and let us know. Um, if you want to tweet us, frm underscore media. Um, that's where we're most active. We do have a Facebook page in the middle of construction. Yep. Um, and we do have a website. Eventually, that's going to be worked out along with an Amazon link that you can click on and shop for our Amazon link that gives us a couple of quid. Yeah. Uh, it, it just throws something back to us so we can just keep doing the pod and using that basically to pay for everything else that we've got going on. Um, and if there's a film out at the cinema that you do want us to see or if something that's up and coming that you do want us to see tell us but if there's films out or anything like that that you definitely do want us to do, re- watch and review horror or not we'll happily watch it there are limitations to what I'm willing to watch but I'm willing to watch a fair bit for you yeah exactly um, just be prepared for, just be prepared for what happened in the Ready Player One movie when we saw it in the cinema <laughs> I practically jumped out of my seat into Rob's arms yep like Scooby Doo and Shaggy Right, I'm the dog. <laughs> At least I'm not the stone hippie. <laughs> that's fine. Um, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> You're hearing it at me as well. On the face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a dog. Just, I might be a little hair suit in the face, but I'm not a canine. Anyway, and guess what we do have out? Yes, we have some merch, don't we, Rob? We do have merch. Um, I thought you were going to tell him. I can't remember the details. Oh, well done. I apologise. So uh, click, if you see on the uh, description box underneath, uh, if you're using Apple Podcast, I'm not sure on any other platforms. I don't really promote them as much. Mainly iTunes, because obviously we both use iTunes a lot. Um, however, click on the uh, our description box itself, and basically that tells you about the uh, what's going on in the episode of the pod. Right at the very bottom, there'll be a link, and it says our merchandise, or it will say for merchandise, something like that, whatever it says. Okay. Um, on that, that's actually a hyperlink. I've made it a hyperlink, so all you have to do is click on it with whatever phone or tablet device that you have. That will direct you straight to our shop on the website, and basically you can buy whatever T-shirt it is. Um, if you want Chris's one, you grab that. If you want mine, grab that. If you're going to be extra generous, grab both of people. You know, we're more than happy for that. What does yours say, Rob? Mine says, <laughs> and yours. Boop. There you go. So um, if you do want either of those, then feel free to get them. Um, yeah. I mean, mine and Chris's are currently on the way at some point. Um, I've just got to check the tracking on delivery. Okay. However... We do have them, and yes, we actually pay for them ourselves, and we're not getting nothing for them. No. So um, <laughs> we're not making much off the merch, to be honest. However, it's more just to promote and say, like, we've got people listening. Yeah. Right, so let's go on to ratings. Uh, we all, as people that have only just tuned in, uh, but the first time tuning in, uh, we do it out of 10. 
Um, sometimes Chris confuses <laughs> me and he does it out of a graphic out of 10 or was it CGI out of 10 and then plot. Yeah. And it always confuses the crap but out of me. But I will do it out of 10 for you this time. Yeah, because that's how normal people do it. Uh, I have to lower myself just simplistic level. I shall do so. <laughs> yes, because I can't figure out averages. <laughs> you don't have to think about averages. You just leave you got to say if it was 5 out of 10 for one and 7 out of 10 for the other. Yep. And it's 12 out of 20. How is that difficult? I know, but it's weird because it's out of 10. So you have to then convert that into out of 10. And then I just can't do the average. I'm not a magician. What do you magician. do? <laughs> I'm not a mathematician. You don't have to be a mathematician. It's not difficult. Just do it out of 10, man. <laughs> uh, oh, going first. Ladies first. Oh, right. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Just do it. Uh, so I, I can't remember what I give the others, man. Um, we're not really well prepared, are we? No, no. no. And we're going to no. keep it that way, aren't we? Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, it's the way people like it. Exactly. I, I'm going to give it a 7.5. I feel like this is a turning point of Harry Potter where it becomes dark and more... Mature. Yeah, more mature. So I enjoyed it. There was things that I didn't like, some CGI, a few plot holes. Um, I feel like it dragged a little. But maybe that was the story that dragged because we, when we paused it, I was like, "We've still got an hour," and that last <laughs> hour went really quick. Yeah. So um, yeah, seven point five. Okay. Well, I'm going to go for about an eight. For about or? Uh, <laughs> I'm oh, going to go for about God. an eight. You, 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 your people at home can't tell. My eyes are rolling so high in my head right now. Yes, I'll go for eight. Great. He rolled his eyes at me, so I picked them up and rolled them back. Stop grabbing my <laughs> eyes. God, why are you giving it an eight? felt like it oh, okay <laughs> no and it, it would have been more but Malfoy's character he's supposed to be the main antagonist to Harry besides yep. Voldemort obviously he just seems so, such a pathetic weakling and weedy and like you said it the issues with some of the CGI or the main issue of me I think for giving it not giving it a high number was the puppet the way they just left Buckbeat's puppet to flop yeah the head wasn't even in the right position. Anyone who looking back on the movie, surely they watch the movie after it's finished. They sit down and watch it through themselves to see what they see. Yeah, yeah. Well, if if people actually do this, surely half the mistakes we find in movies wouldn't be there. Yeah, I'd say so. That's that's my main issue. Uh, yeah, okay, that's fine. So 7.5, Chris gave you an 8. Um, if you agree with uh, our ratings, then great. If you don't, tell us on Twitter why you don't. And what your ratings would yeah, be. Yeah, and what you would rate them. Um, as always, we have another episode coming out um, either this week or next week. If not, it'll be the third week. Right. Um, there's only ever three week gap between them. Um, we do want to try and make that so there's no gap. But sometimes, as we said, scheduling gets in the way. Yeah. And, Unfortunately, you know, life has a, life finds a way to annoy us. It does indeed. So, have you got any last words? For 